0: This week, we interview Mike Forster and hear about his amazing fitness transformation. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Mike Forster, to the show. How are you doing today, bud?
1: Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, this all started when Dewey put up, or I think he shared your post on Facebook, and it had some pretty dramatic transformation pictures and we love hearing stories about how people have made changes in their nutrition and fitness worlds
2: that's easily my number one hashtag to follow on instagram
0: yes yeah the hashtag transformation yep. or, yeah yep. Oh, it's it's so inspiring <laughs> and cool for people to see um examples of what's possible i
2: had, I had one gal get triggered by his? No, by because by, I share them in my story on Instagram all the time. Oh, yeah. And some gal says, this isn't motivating anybody. This is offensive.
0: <laughs> no way. The op- well, I guess if, if you're a glass half-empty person, maybe it doesn't. But for me, I see this and I go, holy shit, this is possible. Well, I mean, she may- just
2: thought I was an asshole like I was rubbing it in. Oh, right. saying, look what she did and you can. And that's right, not right. what I'm saying. <laughs> not
0: at all. If anything, it's... You can do this, too. Right. Look where yep. this guy started. So, yep. Mike, I got your first picture up on the screen here, and I'll just read a little bit from your post. It says, here's a series of pictures showing progress over four and a half years. That's a good point right there, too. This is not something that you a did sprint. in six weeks or, you know, eight weeks or something. Okay, no. the first pick is summer 2017. Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, wait. yep, wait. You didn't do this with wraps? <laughs>
0: You didn't put some, a seaweed wrap on your belly?
2: Well, I left that part out. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We can get into that That's later. the secret, wraps.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first pick, summer 2017, 420 pounds. Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. Somewhere so, in that ballpark. So I want to get into this.
2: That's like two people.
0: Right. I mean, how tall are you, by the way? 6'2". Uh, okay. So same as Dewey here, just about, and what yep. do you weigh right now? A, I'm
2: not telling a, you. Nice a, try.
0: <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of a cutting <laughs> two, challenge right now. Two, so. <laughs>
2: 231 as far as Josh is concerned. Okay. So,
0: yeah, you were basically double the size of Dewey here at the, about the same height. Yep. So I want to get into how you got there. So in, you said you're 38 now? Yep, 38 now. So you were um, basically, you know, yeah, 33, 33 and a half or whatever, 33. So what yep. led you down this path? Like how, how were you raised? You know, diet-wise, um, nutrition-wise, what was your life like growing up?
1: So, growing up, like, we didn't talk about nutrition. I didn't know anything about it. We ate. I mean, now looking back, like, ton of high-carb stuff, processed mm-hmm. food. I mean, everything was cooked at home, but um, a lot of spaghetti nights and mm-hmm. stuff like that where there's very, very, very little protein, yeah. just a ton of fat, a ton of carbs, Um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I wasn't overweight until after high school. Mm-hmm. Through through high school, I played sports, was in good shape, um, graduated high school and found fast food drive throughs I mean, that's uh-huh. basically what it came down to. I gained, I don't know, 40, 50 pounds right after high school. The um, freshman
0: 40. <laughs> yeah.
1: Roughly somewhere in that ballpark. Went from well, like 220 to like 250, 270, somewhere
2: in that range. Well, shit. Back then, the number three at McDonald's was like $1.90. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was so cheap. Like it made sense. I was broken.
0: Right. Fill up your car and your belly for 10 bucks.
1: Right. <laughs> yep. So I'd eat fast food two or three times a day generally. That didn't, didn't take the time to cook. Right. Um, yeah. And I gained weight and then I would drop a bunch of weight and then I'd gain a bunch of weight. I mean, the first time I lost, um, I actually got into weightlifting with, a, I guess, an amateur bodybuilder at the time who taught me about meal prep and mm. counting macros and the basics of weightlifting and I mean in a few months I lost all the weight that I had gained was back to like my high school weight nice. and uh, thought I was in the best shape ever well and then I went okay cool I met my goal I can stop doing this crap right <laughs> <laughs> then, uh found bars and drinking more I mean growing up in a small town in Wisconsin there's not a whole lot else to do besides drink and or get in trouble or
0: wicked
2: can or, or growing up in a big town in Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, alcohol is kind of top priority. So, I mean, yeah. did a lot of drinking after that, which led back to fast food and drive throughs and just yo-yoed over the years For, from probably, well, not even probably, from age 18 to 33. I'd gain 50 pounds. I'd drop 20 or 30. I'd gain 70 next time. I'd drop some of it just all with these like crash diets go absolutely go no carb for a a while but i mean not understanding that it was some kind of keto or um just
0: Just kind of following trends and yeah just
1: going with kind of what even though like i think i knew the right way to do it just there was never enough motivation to keep doing it i could do it for i don't know a couple two three four five months and then be like yeah i met my goal um and then stop Like, I, and I think that's a big problem with people in general. They don't necessarily fail. They
2: just don't know what to do once they meet their goal. They think Uh, it's a finish line. They don't fall in love with the process. They think there's a finish line, and there isn't.
0: Yeah, it's a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. You were doing it like you had to meet a goal to, like, uh, you know, be in a boxing match or a wrestling match. I got to make weight. And then once the match was over, you're like, well, back to my regular lifestyle. Yep. And really, if you want to make, transformational change like you did you have to stick with it i mean it's a lifestyle change it's a new yep. way of thinking it's not a temporary diet strategy
2: and, and unbeknownst to almost everyone that does that you you ultimately just end up a metabolic dumpster fire
0: yeah oh yeah because your hormones are just all over the place yeah just getting ravaged by you know you can't adjust quick quick enough and it just destroys your body's ability to respond i mean i'm sure you're insulin and all the other you know hormones involved we're just going going crazy which
2: each time you try and lose it again (laughs) it's harder and harder yep insulin resistant and all that
0: now did you know about like any of the stuff we're talking about or were you just kind of say hey i'll go low carb for a while
1: i just kind of went with the i mean low carb was real popular then so Mm -hmm. i'd do low carb i mean i even tried weight watchers for a while
2: uh more of a calorie restriction so starvation (laughs) yeah yeah i was starving myself right plain
1: simple i would crap i mean i could lose an astronomical amount of weight real fast and then put all of it back on and then some sure. wow.
0: so when did you finally snap and be like okay yes. time to do something What's for real the, every,
2: everybody wants to know the the, the why the, yeah. the, the, the 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 what pushed you over there yeah edge? what was the,
1: the, the tipping point? yeah all right so 33 years old uh somewhere in the neighborhood of 420 pounds um I feel absolutely terrible every day. Like uh, physically, I'm in pain all the time. Walking is exhausting. I get winded just bending over to tie my shoes. And even that, I I can't really do. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time, my kids would have been two and four. And uh, I had a daily pill organizer at the age of 33 for blood pressure and cholesterol and depression. And uh, I mean, a whole list of things that. I'm sitting there going, Hey, I'm 33 years old. I'm already using a pill organizer and uh, I'm going to die before my kids get out of high school. And no that shit. was a, a sobering feeling. Like I, I, a doctor didn't come out and tell me that I was dying in the next 10 years, but um, I made it real, I guess. Yeah. Like in my head, like I was convinced that if I didn't do something, I was going to die before my kids even got out of high school. And I wasn't okay with that.
0: No shit. That's awesome. Let me, Backtrack on one thing that you said there. You said you had pills for depression. How much do you think? Now, were you depressed because you were fat, or you, do you think that the, the inflammation and the hormones involved in your body were causing some of that too?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a combination. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say it's a combination. I mean, for the most part, I just felt crappy. I don't even necessarily know that it was depression. I just felt like crap all the time. Yeah. And who knows what exactly, but. Uh, hormones had to be all over the place.
2: Um, you can't help but get frustrated. Yeah, and and start to feel down. Yeah, and it's, it's just, just going to be, what well, byproduct or not, it's real. Yeah, yeah, because I
1: mean, even when I was that big, even before, like I made the change, like I still wanted to change. It just didn't. Like I, you just beat yourself up. Like I assimilate it to uh, going out drinking all night, waking up the next morning so hungover. Go, oh, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> and that, <then> that's <two laughs> just later, kind of
0: your constant state of being.
1: Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh my God, why did I eat all that crap last night and then wake up the next day and now I'm hungry because I ate right before I crawled into bed and go pile down another pile of crap.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) So when you, when you finally hit that wall and said, all right, I'm doing this for real and for, with lasting results, how, how did you approach it? What did what did you discover or choose to be your your path you tried all these low carb you know
2: yeah. everyone wants weightlifting. No, everyone wants the step one
0: right like what what path did you choose to go down
2: so for me, I
1: ended up doing something called intermittent fasting mm. um, which basically just restricted the amount of time that I could eat like crap right. I found that reasonable to do I also didn't put a ton of pressure on um, losing weight. I mean, in the past, I'd, every time I'd get all geared up, and over the weekend, I'd, I'd go buy all my supplements and uh, take pr- pictures and weigh in and take measurements all over the place, and it would last two weeks. And I go, okay, well, that was a—that
2: <laughs> was basic. part of the excitement.
1: Yeah, so it I would mean, be exciting to do that. You and can't then maintain it that like, intensity oh, okay, now. The, ex- the excitement's died. Right. Yep.
2: I it's I like I saw a tweet a long time ago where it said. Um, I was going through some old photos and I found a bunch of over the past years, a bunch of before photos. And all it was, was me progressively getting fatter. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, that's where I've found pictures. I did not take pictures to start. I didn't, I mean, I, I at the time I wasn't even using a scale anymore. Once I saw over 400, I just stopped. And that was months earlier. Um, Yeah. I just, it was a no pressure approach and, also in the back of my mind, I was gonna do it forever. it wasn't it wasn't ego driven.
0: It wasn't like, hey, look at look at watch me show off. No. You know, and, and build up all this intensity. It was it was just kind of silent and yeah. authentic. That's yep. that's I'm kind gonna, of the vibe I'm getting. Do it. I'm
1: yeah. gonna do it. I'm not gonna talk about it. I mean actions speak louder than words. So mm-hmm. yep. my thought was, Hey, let's actually get some traction going with this before I even bring it up. And it I probably did it for a year or two before i really talked much about it or i mean it was really 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 slow um i started strictly with intermittent fasting my eating window was something like 11 a.m to 7 p.m and i would stick to that every day i'd still go through the mcdonald's drive-through and taco bell and every other form of fast food but uh just I started a limited with time an eating window so at least I, it restricted how many calories I had the time to eat in a day.
0: And at least your body had a chance to actually digest and work on some other processes instead yes. of just constantly uh, working on digestion 24 hours a day. <laughs>
1: and then that also made me feel a little bit better. Like, hey, I haven't lost a ton of weight, but I'm not eating as much. I do feel better. Um, I would still, I wasn't paying attention to the scale. I wasn't taking pictures. So It was just kind of like, hey, I feel a little better. My clothes fit a little bit better. I like this. So then it was, I wish I would have documented more, but then again, who knows what would have happened. I do have your picture
0: I up worked. here now, your second picture, which was summer 2019. So this would have been two years after you, you yep. started. 350. So you're down 70 pounds Yep. in two years. I mean, that's pretty slow, honestly.
1: Yeah. You know, really, really, really a slow. Year.
0: That was... Three pounds a, a month.
1: month. Yeah. First started with fasting and then um, slowly pounds. replaced yeah. crappy meals with chicken, rice, broccoli, more like real food. Like mm-hmm. I would do, all right, one meal a day, I'm sticking to something like that, a piece of meat, uh, a carb, and some veggies. Sure. And then that turned into, okay, now I can do a little bit more of that. And then that led to, hey, why don't we start taking family walks and taking the kids out for a walk and just getting a little bit of exercise. And then that turned into the kids riding bikes and now I got to try to keep up. So at first it was jogging and then uh, I was still too big for my knees. (laughs) uh, I picked up a pair of rollerblades and uh, finding rollerblades to hold a 350 pound man was challenging, especially in a size, (laughs) I don't know, 15. I think it is. I found one that is made in the entire world, it appears. (laughs) And I started rollerblading, which ended up getting competitive. So I had this at the time I lived in Omaha, Nebraska, Hmm. And there was a like a walking trail, but nice paved around like this nature area right in the middle of the city. Um, it was a six mile lap. I would do two laps so it would be twelve miles. it would take me just over an hour, and I made sure every single time I did it I beat it my beat my previous time by at least a second okay um, so now I'm like impressed. i've got the the nutrition is going okay um. And that's right around. So that picture, summer 2019. That's about when I started adding in the exercise.
0: Yeah, it says you added in weightlifting here.
1: Yeah, so rollerbladed for a while. That turned into running, which and shin splints to the point where I couldn't barely even walk. It was so painful. So I was like, "Hey, there's a gym like half a block away. I don't know, get a gym membership and try weightlifting again." And uh, that was a weird feeling. Walking into a gym, 350 pounds, I get why people are hesitant to walk into gyms now. It, it's just a, it's an intimidating feeling. I How would much say. of that
0: was put on, you put on yourself though, because did you feel in reality that you were shunned or were you welcomed? Was no, you...
1: Or wide, welcome, wide open. Right. Like there was no shunning. It was all in my head. Like yep. every time I walked in, I assume people are watching me and like, At first, I was watching other people like, okay, nobody's really paying attention to me. They don't really care. So then I just kind of did my own thing. Um,
0: That's a great point because we found that people in fitness in general are just happy that you're there giving a crap at all and trying to make a change. And in fact, I'd say that people that are overweight would be almost welcomed more aggressively just because, you know, hey, someone's taking charge finally, and everybody even, wants to applaud them.
2: Even to the yeah. point where I would see people at the gym and it root for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd look for them the next time. I'd be like, God, I hope they came.
1: Yep. It's I, I, I definitely have definitely been there.
0: And you almost want to go over and help them out. Like, hey, what do you need to keep going? Oh, it's so fucking <laughs> condescending. Well, yeah. You don't yeah. want to be like, let me show you how it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Beginner, yeah. You noob. Right. Because you yeah. had already weight lifted in the past. So you kind of knew. The yeah. Game. I mean,
1: I had a real basic, just a few months worth. Like, I understood the concept of it. I mean, I stuck with all machines at first. Yeah. Um, just basic stuff. And then.
0: Um, Did you feel that your mood was improving now that you were down 70 pounds? You were lighter. You started weightlifting with inter- yeah. intermittent fasting. Do you feel like that you had any of that, uh, you know, high level, like when you start running on ketones during, you know, a lot of people yeah. experience that mental clarity.
1: Yeah, I would say I, um, so by then I was kind of getting into some longer fasts too. So I would mo- notice it more when I would fast for longer periods of time. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely cool. a mood improvement. Just, I felt better. Like I, I mm-hmm. just felt decent i mean my legs and shins were still killing me at the time but um i mean even as that went away it was like eh, i want to go back to running or stick with weightlifting. and
0: well you were my, still 350 i mean you weren't small
1: yeah yeah no no i still needed needed to keep going so i just kind of as my shins got better i did rollerblading and weightlifted and i did it shoot probably
2: six days a week um
0: wow S- some people I, that's aggressive yeah
2: some people yeah. say that they don't no, and I felt this a little bit when I lost my weight. But some people often say I didn't know how bad I felt until yeah. I, until I didn't feel bad. Yeah,
1: that's that's very very accurate. Yeah. yeah, I
0: you don't know what feeling good even is like, right? Yeah, at that point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, to wait. I mean, and you know, I'm fifty. Dewey's forty eight. Forty eight. You know, to wake up with no aches and pains at our age is pretty rare, yeah. you know, and then, I mean, and you were getting aches and pains way early on. So you are kind of an extreme yeah. case, you know, and have the yeah. pill organizer and everything else. But yeah. once you realize and ha- experience that waking up and nothing's creaking and there's no inflammation and swelling and soreness, you know, you just feel good. I yeah. mean, it's pretty hard to go back to anything else. Yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, okay. So let's get to this next picture here. Are you really starting to get slimmer here? Okay, yep. so third pick. I think Mar- this is
2: about when we met,
0: March yeah, 2020. Right above,
2: I, that,
1: I think that one I took two. That was right after I moved to Houston, so that okay. one was about two years ago.
2: Yep.
0: So this I is another hundred pounds down from the previous one. So yeah. another year later, another hundred pounds. You got pretty. You got. You were losing weight at a much more rapid pace.
1: Yeah, I got real serious, real competitive. Uh, that. I don't know if the rollerblading or the weightlifting, what exactly did it, but it awoke a competitive monster that I thought died many, (laughs) many, many years ago. That's awesome. I just turned everything into a competition with myself. That was everything. It was me against myself. So eating was a competition to make sure I ate the right stuff and fasting to this amount of time. And like every, I made everything about it competitive and that's just what worked for me.
0: And trying to always best yourself. Like if you're benching, you want to get a couple more pounds or if you're even rollerblading, you want to be one second, at least one second faster. That progressive overload, which for resistance training is so crucial. It sounds Mm -hmm. like you had that kind of natural, that natural instinct for that. Let me, let me ask you this. When you looked in the mirror and you were overweight, did you like shit on yourself? Like, Um, what do you call it? Dewey toxic positivity. Is that what you call it? When you like have a piece of shit and where did you talk like, you know, beat yourself up?
1: So I, not so much looking in the mirror, but I would do that in hard moments. And I still do that now. Yeah. Like, uh, so
0: you go full
2: Goggins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I got to go do something. I really, I know it's going to suck. And in my head, I'm just screaming at myself all the whole time. Right. Right. And because one time I was accidentally screaming out in public. I, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> so I had this, I don't remember. It was after I watched, listened to David Goggins book and I uh, woke up in the morning, did leg day. And I was using an app to track all my weightlifting at the time, and it would track the total amount of weight that you lifted. And I was pissed off at the amount that I lifted. It wasn't as much as I wanted to do or (laughs) as I thought I was going to do. So I said, all right, I'm going to go run a 5K now, like right after I finish leg day. And uh, like mile one, like I'm whining in my head, like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm going to quit. I I, I don't want to do it. And not a runner. Never been a runner. I'm sure my running is my stride has got to be horrendous. I, it, it's just not for me. Um, like, I would run 5Ks. That's the furthest I've ever ran. Well, that day I decided, no, you're going to be a little bitch. I guess we're going to go run a half marathon. So I, yes. ran, <laughs> I ran 13.1 miles. It took two and a half hours. Uh, and I was running through a super populated shopping area screaming, get moving, you little you little fucking bitch. Just yes. <laughs> And I looked around, and all these people are staring at me, and I'm going,
2: oh,
0: crap not not you i'm talking to myself (laughs) right yep that's
2: that's fantastic
0: (laughs) that's great i mean i i see that as a powerful tool i mean you know dewey gets shit for it from his wife sometimes and but i think if you're doing it to yourself i mean you know what you need to motivate yourself she always says would you talk to another person like that (laughs) well if they paid me if they pay me enough i will (laughs) depends on what they need if you're coaching i mean sometimes you got to kick them in the nuts you know a little bit
2: if you wouldn't say it to another person why would you say it to
0: yourself oh but i would don't test me
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm i'm i know it sounds cliche but and and you obviously are too but i'm way harder on myself than i am other people yep 100 percent. well you know i do the competition thing too yeah i every time i run a you know do the three mile loop i call by my house i always want to beat it yep i always try and beat it and it's just, I need that. It's, yeah. it's an itch and it has to be scratched.
0: And that's yep. a, it's kind of a, a male thing somewhat, but then also just in the, for resistance training, the progressive overload, you know, so it just lays over that so nicely is you, you have to be making progress. Otherwise, you're not going to give the muscles enough stimulus to adapt.
2: I was telling someone over the weekend that, a, you know, I'm a big discomfort guy. And that's, I said, to seek that out. Yes, and right. I said, and I told this this individual, I said, you have to learn to seek and embrace the discomfort, because not until it gets uncomfortable is there change. Yeah, exactly. And you, so you, so just get to that part, because yeah. that's where the change happens.
0: I understand? Yep. Yeah, if you're building muscle, that's literally, it's being torn first and that's literally what has to happen yep yep and that doesn't happen by just doing a few curls until you get a nice pump no you know it's got to be like that yeah. failure or close to failure and painful yep. in order to have the most dramatic effect
2: and look at you you just decided that one day that instead of a 5k well i'm gonna do a half marathon yeah and it hurt never never run anything like that in my life and it probably hurt like hell never do it again Right, yeah, the absolute hell. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, but look, here you are. Yeah,
0: okay. So yep. then you were at two fifty. There you said it. You added in weightlifting. Yeah, diet, so that was
2: February. Up. That was like right before COVID
1: hit. Yep. I think your picture. I think I got bruises all over me. I'm wearing some blue shorts. Yep, blue shorts. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's I started Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, uh, okay. That week. Um, so now weightlifting, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, diets, doing really, really well.
2: Tell me, um, your, tell. <laughs> Tell me you are new without telling me you're new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bruises. Yeah. <laughs> oh, completely. One week
1: of, I think I went to four classes, like did it for four hours and I am head to toe in bruises and absolutely love every second. I That's did. awesome. Yeah.
0: Classic. Okay. So then <clears throat> how was the diet at this point? So
1: still doing intermittent fasting.
0: Um, were you do, did you change your window at all? Did you experiment with that or were you eating? Yeah,
1: like- I did a ton of fluctuating. And once I started Brazilian jiu-jitsu along with the weightlifting, um, like I liked the intermittent fasting because of my crazy schedule. So I was training mornings and nights. Like most days were three a days. Hmm. Um So, like, it allowed me to eat when I had time to eat. Like, it might be my eating window maybe one day was only two hours long. The next day it might be eight hours long. I did something different every day with just what fit my schedule. But I was eating really, really clean at the time.
2: And you know what you just did there? You just smashed the old – and it's not old because so many people still believe this. But you just crushed the old bullshit excuse of – well, I ate shit. But it's better than nothing. Yep. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> no. better than nothing. Nothing is better
0: nothing. every time. Nothing is almost always better. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You don't have to cram in some drive-through drive-through food just dude. because you need to get some calories in. in dude, fact, I don't want to lose it. my I
2: don't want to lose my muscle.
0: <laughs> I no, I so would hard. go uh,
1: I mean they hated it at jujitsu, but there it was regular. I'd go in seventy hours fasted and be training just as hard as
0: ever. Yeah. I've i found no noticeable, you know, loss of yeah. working out fasted yep. versus, you know, right right after eating or whatever. You don't need to necessarily, you know, eat to to work out.
2: That's why you need to be very mindful mindful of your RPE or rate of pre- perceived exertion. exertion right. Um because That's important. You might not be, and we won't get too far into the weeds of performance nutrition, but just because you're able to work out Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're doing, you're at your best. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, true. Very
0: true. Um, So, okay, so let me pull up the last pick here. So now you're looking like a freaking stud here. I mean, almost no body fat. Mm -hmm.
2: Weighing in in Vegas, muscles
0: are bigger. You're, you're, you know. Here's what what they call the glow up. Now, yep. and this is you know what uh, Chris Pratt experienced when he went from the doughy guy on Parks and Rec to uh, what movie was he in? Well, Jurassic Park, Park. and then the the other Starting Star Lord, Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he looks like you know fat dude or chubby face dude versus like male model, and like even Tom Brady. You know, we noticed this in Tom Brady too, just kind of going from skinny fat when he was a rookie to now eating super clean his yeah. jawline got stronger and
2: he works his ass off now
0: yeah and he, i mean his jawline got stronger i mean your face looks different i mean yeah. it's it's noticeable
2: how did that not to get superficial but just <laughs> from a from a ment a- just an outlook or attitude-wise, how did that change on, on, on how you were perceived in public? And
0: Yeah, did you start to get comments? Because, I mean, this is such a major transformation. If you hadn't seen people in a couple of years, they'd probably be like,
2: Mike? They'd probably yeah, walk, is walk is that right you? by
1: you. And that happened all the time. So, like, when I first started, I was in Wisconsin. And then, you know, I was there for about a year and then moved to Omaha and was there for a year and a half. And then been here in Houston for two years. So it was a lot of new people just seeing bits and pieces. But when I would pull up a picture, they'd like, nobody believed it. And then when I fly back home now to visit, like nobody, a lot of people don't even recognize
0: you me. You could walk it, by your family members in the mall right. and they probably wouldn't know it was you if they hadn't seen you in a couple of years. Yep. I mean, it's dramatic. I mean, just, just not even the body, just the face. I mean, that's what's so interesting is when you get in shape and get leaner. Just how much yeah. the face cleans up and, and looks more, you know, angular and, and sharp jawline and stuff. Because
2: I, I, I really noticed it, but I'm super, I act aloof, but I'm like yeah. super observant and I yeah. really pay attention to that shit. And it used to be even to the point where um, walking through the grocery store, you'd like have to like switch lanes or move on the other side and you'd see a, a female coming the other way. And they'd smile at you. Yes, I and, noticed. And not. that shit, when I was heavy, never
0: happened. <laughs> yes, it didn't. It didn't happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we we did a whole episode on this. I mean, it's just primal. That's yeah. just a it's evolutionary a huge, instinct.
2: A complete night and day difference. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. that's it's it's that's a. I don't care what anybody says. That's a big deal.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, for self-esteem, right? You know. I mean, I bet you don't need those depression pills anymore. No. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It just improves your entire outlook and, and your attitude. I mean, it's not a superficial thing. It's just, no, and I it's just an observation. Yeah, exactly. But no, I it, mean, it matters.
1: And, yeah. Right? I pointed it out. I noticed frequently, uh, much more friendly, much more friendly interaction. At first I thought, oh it's just cause I moved to the South, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, cause it wasn't like that when I first got here. Right. So.
0: Right. Yeah. Awesome. That's so yeah. cool, man. So, how so about
2: any? That was March 2021.
0: Okay, so down. we're only you know that's just it's a few March, months ago. Yeah,
2: the last one. Yep,
1: March 2021.
0: So, tell me how. I mean, it seems like you kind of. Now this is crucial because you kind of got there, right? You kind of busted through the tape, yep. achieved like the look that people are going for. Uh, yep. So now what? Like, how do you keep challenging yourself to not go? Well, I guess I I, I made it. Now I'm back to my old lifestyle.
1: So, for me, I set a new crazy goal. So, like, I had a list of, I don't remember exactly what they were, but I wanted to wear, I think, like a size 34 waist for jeans. Um, I wanted to be able to bench, I don't remember, 200 pounds, squat 200, something like that. I had a short list of goals that I wanted to achieve, and shortly after that picture, I kind of found the, that, the list that I had written out and went, oh, crap, I achieved all these, now what?
0: <laughs> um, what, do you do just change the numbers then, or?
1: No, um, so at the time I was doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, um, training a couple times a day, still doing weightlifting, and uh, along with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu came some MMA training, and uh, so I think just about June, July last year, I decided I'm going to try to fight in a cage at some point. Um, so that was my next goal. Never, wow. never have done any form of martial arts. Maybe a couple bar fights back in the day, if I can remember them. Uh, and
0: that was mostly you just sitting on people. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's all I needed to do or just stand there. Fair <laughs> uh, so I decided that I was going to learn at least how to fight, whether it actually happens or not. I don't know. But uh, well, that's whole,
0: in Houston, I'm sure there, there's lots of opportunities, right?
1: There is a ton. Like a, is, amateur yeah,
0: MMA yeah, leagues down there. Yeah.
1: Yep. There's a ton, of, a ton of stuff down here. Um, yeah, so I spent I spent probably a year training two to three times a day, seven days a week, um, and that was my goal. Like I needed something crazy to keep reaching for, yeah. and that's what it was.
0: <laughs> I think you can never give that up. I mean, I think that's that's until you're dead. I have yeah. to always have something to strive for. I'm
2: constantly replacing the carrot.
0: You have to, because I think especially men, I think we're just wired that way, where you have to be in pursuit.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You,
0: you can't just lay back and, and that's why you know when people you always hear about the stories of people retiring and then dropping dead six months later because they just tried to sit on the rocking chair and mm-hmm. you know they you can retire from your job but you still have to have pursuits and something you're passionate right. about right and i think that happens till you're dead i mean it's it, one thing i was going to point out too is it's you see this in a lot of high performers. Like, look at all the strong men that have transitioned into boxing now. Have you noticed that? Oh, Thor like, and like Eddie Thor, Hall. Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. They maybe yeah. they peaked out in strong man, and you know they realize they or they age out or they age out. Yeah. So they okay. What, what's next? What's the next challenge? They're they're not just going. Well, I'm retired and I'm just going to lay around. They're like yeah. Eddie Hall. Thor said, is all slimmed down and he's getting ready to yeah.
2: box. I mean, and Eddie Hall said, "I'm going to be a professional shit talker." <laughs> and and then, then I'm gonna maybe box Thor, <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. and Thor will whip his ass. <laughs> well, just the reach and the size he's right. got kind of, is
0: insane. Right. But just it speaks to the they just replace their goal. It's got to be something. They're, they're always yeah. pushing for something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I just. Uh,
0: so what zanned. are you doing now? It says in here in your. Sorry to interrupt you there, but it says in your post here. You're eating eight meals a day for a total of 4,000 calories a day. Um, yep. Focus on proper nutrition, strength training, get some cardio in, focus on strength, to drop body fat. That's a key point that we make quite a bit that I think people just think you got to get on the treadmill more. Mm-hmm. And you're saying building the muscle is, mm-hmm. is really the key to that. Can you speak yeah. to that?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I look at it like the year from – 350 to 250. That was weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Like I lost a hundred pounds with weightlifting and I still did some cardio, but not like not that much, not anywhere near as much as I thought I would have had to, to lose weight.
0: And the the slower dropping was when you were rollerblading a lot.
1: Yeah. I was doing cardio. My granted, my nutrition wasn't as good but it took two two years to drop 70 and then i dropped 100 in about a year
2: right dramatically faster pace yes the 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 best the the ancillary the anabolic effect that goes on after well after weightlifting is so great yeah that um there's just so much additional fat burn that takes place well after you left the gym
0: and just having that more pounds of lean muscle on you—that's always burning calories, mm-hmm. even at rest—allows you to just get rid of a lot more calories per day. Yep. So, <clears throat> tell me about like what what does a day look like now as far as nutrition wise? What kind of like intermittent fasting window?
2: Because four thousand calories in a wind in, when, when you're time restricted feeding—that's tough to that's get. That's a
0: that's a lot yeah, of calories okay. in a small window. Fast. Oh, okay. Like if
1: I may, I might fast for six hours while I'm sleeping. That's about it. Okay. Then,
0: so you've upped I, your, you've yeah, upped your just, calories and just because of the training.
1: Yep. So, yeah. So that pic, last picture, I was like 225 pounds. Um, I cut another 10 or 15. So I got down to like halfway. I got down to like 210, 214, somewhere in that range. And I lost literally half my body weight. Right. And, uh Crazy even a little bit leaner than that picture was there and that was about June of this year and since then I've been just trying to put on all the muscle I can so I kind of did like a lazy dirty bulk at first Mm -hmm. decided just to take like a month or so and still worked out like crazy but ate a lot more freely um, and just kind of watched the scale and how I felt but then decided the last trying to think when did I get on that scanner so probably the last seven weeks I've been real strict about nutrition Mm -hmm. Um, so my normal day is I wake up at uh, about 3 30 in the morning Um, yeah up at 3 30 start the day with a protein shake and a bunch of water uh, get a little bit of caffeine and then I head to the gym and I either have a group weightlifting so I I started doing personal training this Mm -hmm. year as well um, so that's taken up a lot of my time, but I, I absolutely love doing it. So I'm at the gym from about 5 a.m to 7 730. quick shower off to the day job. Um, and then from the day job straight back to the gym. Um, usually there between 5:30 and 6. And then I'm there until 7:30 or 8 generally um i try to squeeze my lifting in between clients and in between groups or sometimes it's at the end like last night it was the end of the day i was hitting back quick but uh yeah as far as eating goes like i eat the exact same stuff every day i don't recommend that people necessarily eat this way it just depends on what's your goal um, i'm
2: most successful when i eat like a dog
1: yeah i just <laughs> same, same dish same food yep. I don't have to think about what to grocery shop. I know every Sunday I have to go buy four pounds of chicken, four pounds of beef, four pounds of ground turkey. I know I need a big bag of rice, some yogurt, and some oat milk. Like I I buy the same stuff every week. Yep. So what are your
0: macros like? Let's get into that a little bit. So it sounds like lean meats. Yep. So you said chicken, turkey, lean beef, was it?
1: Yep. Turkey, chicken, and beef.
0: So you're really minimizing Um, the fat content then yeah
1: for for, for, i'm not a fan of how i feel when i eat much more fat so right now i'm eating 500 carbs 300 grams of protein and about 100 grams of fat roughly
2: Mm. that's Um, super super low fat
1: yeah yeah and i feel good like my joints feel good everything feels really good my guess is the fat's a little bit higher than that but uh just because I'll do what I do ground beef, I do eighty-five, fifteen, just to get a little uh, bit of fat with it. Sure. And I I mean, at this point, even at eating 4,000 calories a day, I'm not – the scale went up. So I've been sitting like 250 now um, for the last month, and I've kind of just been stuck there, which I'm okay with. I we I do a body scan every month, and it's showing that uh, body fat's still dropping until, slowly,
0: really, yeah, really it, slow. In this picture here, uh, the, the fourth picture when you were – uh, 250. What was your, what was your body fat percentage there? Mm, so when I,
1: was 225. S- or yeah, when I started, sorry, 225, so yep. I, my first body fat measurement was at, um, would have been June. And I think I was like 15% right around there.
0: Isn't that crazy? Because if you, if I look at this picture, I would said way, I would have said way lower than that. Sure.
1: Yeah. I want to say that might've been closer to, well, I want to say somewhere in the twelve to fifteen. I don't know how accurate.
2: Um, it depends on time of day and this. Yeah. How much water you had? Yeah. Yeah. I still, mean, I still my, it's,
1: just exception. from looking at pictures, I'm guessing twelve to fifteen, somewhere in that range.
0: Yeah, it's it's always a higher number than it looks like. I mean, at least yeah. to me, I, I've found that I'm yeah. off on that guessing. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. So you, in order to, you know, it's like below ten is incredibly lean looking. Because yeah. um, yeah. I would have said you know 10 or something looking at this picture but you said 12 to 15 so yeah you know i gotta adjust my uh my guessing here
1: yeah and i'm sitting there about now right now i'm sitting about 15 percent, but at 250 pounds yeah uh, i've put on a lot of muscle this year like right. that's yeah shirt sizes had to go up which that's a whole different weird <laughs> thing after like spending all this time trying to get clothing sizes down and now I'm going, oh crap i gotta buy bigger shirts
0: right bigger in the arms and the shoulders not the gut though before no. it used to be the buttons popping off at the gut now they're popping off on the, and the the sleeves won't fit that's yep. a that's Cleaves, better, much better problem to before. have <laughs> pretty soon
2: you're gonna have to go get a tailored button-up shirt that's when the fun begins
1: oh i think i'm
2: already there yeah i think i'm uh
1: pants too so now like the waist is too big but the in the legs the is way too tight
0: yeah. yeah you have to get those weightlifter so. jeans that are like all stretchy in the thighs right for the
1: quads that's yeah <laughs> we're right here that's even awesome. the joggers i'm wearing right now are, are freaking snug and they fit really well <laughs> not too long ago but
0: yep awesome
1: man. yeah i like it i mean i'm my goal is just see how much i can bulk um over the winter here while i keep doing personal training mma is kind of taking a back seat with personal training i I don't know if there's a career in the fitness industry for me, but this is kind of my test to try it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I put the fighting on a back seat for now. I still get in and do some jujitsu at least. But
0: well, now that you've um, been training people, and obviously they can't, they they might not have the same discipline and level and you know fire inside that you did to make that dramatic change. What's your experience been training people? Has it been disappointing more than you thought or more inspiring than you thought before you uh, got into
1: it? So I would say more inspiring than I thought. Oh, good. The variety of people, um, first off, I, is really cool. And I think I've got 23 clients right now. Um, really, everyone I have pushes. I um, They seem to resonate with the fact that I was – I mean, in worse shape than they are currently at, right. at that point. And then to see me standing right there is, that's I don't know if that's no what excuses. is making the difference. Yeah, they have no
2: excuse. That's the ultimate <laughs> resume. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But
1: yeah. That's kind of what I tell people like, Hey, I've kind of figured this stuff out on my own. I basically was my own personal trainer for like four years. Just kind of figured it out with YouTube and taking videos of my form and. Yeah. Dude, I spent a year and a half working out in my garage. Once the gyms closed for COVID, um, I bought all the gym equipment I needed and had a garage full and worked out by myself for a year, year and a half.
0: That's awesome.
2: It is. Whatever it takes, you know. Yes. Yeah. So one thing that's I like to talk about is what who did you impact immediately around you? Um, Family-wise, I mean, did somebody go spouse or kids or anybody, if brothers, sisters, parents go, you know what? I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah, so uh, my – so going through a divorce at the moment, but uh, my wife at the time, she also lost about 100 pounds. So between the two of us, we were down, yeah, 300. Um, Crazy. And then even just trying to get – nutrition kind of into the kids heads even at such a young age because every time we asked them what do you want to eat? McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Well, at I mean this was <laughs> I don't know a year ago we'll say, so they're 6 and 8 and I showed them hey, here's this this guy stuck a, a McDonald's cheeseburger in the cupboard and it sat there for 5 years or however <laughs> long that was and I said right. see it looks just like that. I said what do you what do you guys think that is? You think that's food? <laughs> I I don't remember if I had found some old moldy thing in the fridge and used that as an example but it seemed to get through their heads that that's not really food. Um.
0: Well, yeah, that's a great, great point with kids too, because I mean, they'll model whatever you're doing. So one of the things we did was just got rid of cereal and milk, right? Mm -hmm. Because that was our go-to breakfast. And now we just feed Ah. them eggs and sausage and they don't care. I mean, they're fine with it. Yeah. You know, they'll adapt. So, I mean, it's so crucial as a parent that you're trying to, Instill those behaviors in them as early as you can.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially when they see, you know, their dad, I mean, l- get in such great shape over the time yeah. that they've been alive, too. I mean, that's got to be very impactful for them. It's yeah. hard for them, too. <clears throat> My daughter was at a sleepover one time,
2: and the mom at the sleepover said, do you guys want a pop or soda for you down in Texas? Well, no, you're Wisconsin. You call it pop. <laughs> yep." <Yeah. laughs> So she said, Do "You want a pop?" And they came around to my daughter, and my daughter goes, "No, I don't drink pop." And the mom, Lucky losers, and the mom, knowing Mel and I, my wife and I are you know relatively fit, stopped and looked at my daughter and goes, "Of course you don't, right?" <laughs> wow. that's the shit. That, that's the shit yeah. that they're faced with every day. Yeah, and then yeah. and, and we try and teach them the right things. Yeah, um, but you get looked down looked down at. Because oh, there's fit is a real thing. Yep. That's a good one.
0: Well, I was going to ask you that. When you were going through your transformation and being strict on fasting and things, did you experience any um, insulting behavior? Like if you wouldn't eat the donuts at the office yeah, party or
1: constantly, especially when I was like real strict about fasting? Yeah. Constantly. It was.
2: That's not it, good for it, you.
1: Never ending comments. Yep. And the people that would make them like, Have like, they've never heard the phrase people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones? (laughs) Right. Right. What are you telling me? (laughs) Right, right.
0: Like, I'm going to listen to you, fatty. Come on. Right. It's like,
2: it's if I'm, if I usually do the the Jerry Seinfeld and the George Costanza, when my friends will be like, oh, you got to live a little, eat this. And I said, when Jerry tells George, the very fact that you oppose this tells me that I'm doing the right thing. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then you say, the jerk store called. They're all out of you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I just shut up about that stuff. Like when I'm doing fasting or low carb or whatever I'm doing and, and people interact, you know, I just try to never be preachy about it and just try to be under the radar. But yeah, it yeah. still ends up coming for you because people notice.
2: Yeah. Every once in a while, something, something fun happens, though. Like I, I think I've told this story before. We, I was at work, and a vendor brought in some donuts. And he was a new vendor. We had never met him before. And he and I just walked past him, and he's like, oh, you don't want a donut? And one of our CSRs goes, does he look like he eats donuts?
1: <laughs> See, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I've noticed the last, I don't know, six months to a year, I don't really get those comments no, anymore. No. It's like almost like people figured out that, oh, maybe he knows what he's doing.
2: Yep. It, it, and now, now I'm wearing them down because I didn't even tell you this. Last time I – we had a celebration. It was a birthday celebration, and everyone always the the. We always get donuts when it's someone's birthday. Of course, yeah. And last time they had the guy who using usually runs runs the errand to go get them got fruit too.
0: Nice. It's <laughs> nice, a step in the right direction. Right. <clears throat> All right, Mike. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up there. But um, okay. if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, are you, are you taking more clients? Um, Do you have so a website I, I, or I, Facebook or? Calls.
1: Yeah, so um, I would say on Instagram it's Mike underscore Forster underscore Fitness. Awesome, um,
0: and we'll put the link in the show notes, obviously too.
1: Yeah, I've started just doing more posting on there, um, just seeing what can I do to help motivate other people. But awesome, yeah, it's awesome. can I mean, look me up on there. Feel free to send messages. Um, all my personal trainings through a gym here locally. So uh, I guess you'd have to be just south of Houston, Texas. <laughs> right. But if you happen to be. Uh, send me a message. We'll get in for a workout. Awesome, man. Awesome. I definitely some passes.
0: All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up there. Make sure you guys send emails to info at fitinfurious.com. Watch on YouTube so you can see these amazing pictures of Mike. You got to check those out. Uh, check us out anywhere audio podcasts are found. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share, and we will see you next week.